do you always need to be thinking big in business? Or could thinking and doing small actually be the better option for you? Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 103. Today, I'd like to have a chat just me and you, about something that really annoys me. And this is where you might hear lots of people saying it, and I do think that they are mostly well-intentioned with what they're trying to do, but actually I see it backfiring so many times. And that's why the question that always goes in my mind is, do we actually always need to be thinking and doing big in business, Or actually, is that something that really could be one of the things getting in your way? And this really triggered for me this week because I was speaking to two business owners and both of them said a version of, I just need to be thinking bigger. I just need to be being bolder. And I heard that and it kind of got that part of my stomach just clenching slightly. And then I asked them a follow-up question to explore it because If that was working well for them, then absolutely go ahead and do it. I don't want to stop them. But simply by probing or being a bit more curious and asking some more questions, I was really able to quickly uncover that by them thinking bigger or even contemplating, thinking about the need to think bigger, it was actually quite scary for them and quite difficult. One of the people actually said it's just really overwhelming. And whenever they try to think bigger, they just get lost and then they just go, I'll get back to it some other time. So why do we do it? If actually thinking bigger or having that notion that we have to think bigger, be bolder, if that doesn't serve you or work for you, then why do we sometimes feel the need to do it or beat ourselves up if we think that we're not thinking or being bigger in that way? So this podcast episode is especially for you if those moments when you're trying to think bigger actually terrifies you and really means that you end up getting in your own way. Well, there could be a better way for you and let's explore that together. And something else that you might have heard of, it's like a a famous type of quote around, you know, I'm paraphrasing this, if your goal doesn't scare you, it's not big enough. Really? Do our goals actually have to scare us? Because what if it scares you so much that you end up sitting, being paralysed from fear or just in that inaction zone? Is that actually worth it, having that big, hairy, scary goal that actually isn't serving you? I'm putting my hands up here to say that in the past, I am absolutely sure that I've said that to people before. Like, come on, have big, scary goals, big, audacious goals. But... From reality of when I get to work with clients on a day-to-day basis, that actually often is the thing that's holding them back. And that's where, over the years of being in this world of business coaching and consulting, actually, I don't think it's necessarily the best advice for everybody. 
there are a couple caveats and I'll mention them as you go through. So we can have different personalities and you might have heard if you've listened to any of these episodes before or seen me speak that I'm all about embracing and uncovering what your entrepreneurial superpower is. And for me, I use the Wealth Dynamics Profiling Test to really help my business coaching clients and I recommend that to everybody. Because what it essentially allows you to do is to see what type of personality do you have and how does that translate into the way that you think naturally, the way that you act and how that then impacts your business. So there's eight different types of entrepreneurs that have different types of superpowers and you can find out more about Wealth Dynamics and why I rave about it so much by following the link in the show notes for this episode. But essentially, there's only a couple of the profiles, the creators and the stars particularly, and the mechanics that generally and genuinely, from a natural point of view, tend to think big. And that's where they could be quite innovative with their ideas, quite big picture, quite futuristic. And on one hand, that is amazing because they get to see things differently. They can revolutionize things. But the challenge that I see day in and day out, because I tend to work with a lot of people that are creators and stars and mechanics, is that they don't always necessarily have the follow through. Or they start things, but they don't finish them. So they don't actually reap the rewards of all the things that they do. And a lot of times that can come down to them thinking so big that actually they forget to then act on the details and implement it and see what does that mean in reality. And this really hit home when I was watching Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, the USA edition, over the weekend as I was pottering around the kitchen and cooking And this is effectively when he goes into restaurants and tries to save them effectively because they're not working. And there was one business owner, a restaurant owner, that he was basically butting heads against because this business owner, who was a chef, he had a menu and it was so unique and there was like 20 different dimensions to this menu. And Gordon Ramsay basically revamped it and said, here keep it simple and he condensed the menu down and he helped to see their superpower was in their area what was missing was a great authentic pizza type of restaurant this restaurant actually had two wood burning stoves proper high-end ones that they never used everything that they had was processed currently in their complex menu And he was saying, seriously, keep it simple, actually focus on being the best pizza type of restaurant in your local area. And the guy who owned the restaurant was just not accepting it initially. He was saying, but no, 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 I've got visions. I want to have a franchise business. I want to go big here. And Gordon Ramsay was saying, actually, your food is beep. You can imagine what he was saying, okay? But effectively, he was saying to him, It doesn't matter what grand plans that you have and the vision that you have, but if actually you're not even delivering in this one restaurant because your food isn't actually what customers are wanting, it's just getting so badly slated, then there's no chance. You're delusional if you're trying to think big and you're not actually getting the basics right. So luckily, he did end up listening to Chef Ramsay and started to turn things around. But for me, it was just a great example of 
focus on actually doing small and doing that mighty and doing that right. And then you can focus or worry about what's next and scaling up and and going bigger in that way. Especially if you're not getting the traction or the results that you want at the moment. Yes, you might say, but man, there's all these exceptions. There's the Bransons, there's the Elon Musks, etc. And they're completely revolutionising things. But they tend to have teams around them that actually then go, right, how do we then implement? And if you don't have that right now, then actually you could be sabotaging your success. And another example that's really close to home that just illustrated this so well for me was the joys of homeschooling at the moment because we're still in lockdown. So Kaisa School have upped the ante. They're using Google Classrooms. They're assigning tasks for him to do. So last week I printed out his tasks and it was all about rounding, rounding numbers effectively. So there were some worksheets to round to the nearest tens and then to the nearest hundreds. And I was like, simple, on you go and start working on it. So he was working behind me as I was doing my thing. He was in the desk behind me working away and he was kind of struggling initially. Part of it, I think, was because it was his dad trying to tell him to do some work rather than his teacher. But I was like, right, come on, this is simple. And I was trying to teach him how to do it. And then I thought, right, how can I make it easier? So I then created this kind of effectively a formula to say, okay, if the unit is within this range, you round down. If it's above it, you round up. And then he was able to go, okay, perfect. And he did it. So he was able to do it with the smaller numbers. And then I was like, right, time to step up and let's go on to the hundreds. And again, I adapted his model or the chart effectively that I created for him. And I was like, there you go. You can do this. And he was doing it. And I could see he was a little bit like not engrossed in it, but he was still getting the numbers right. So I then swapped over with Shireen. He went out to do some stuff with Shireen and I went on to some coaching client calls. And then I left the office and I went into the kitchen and I was like to Shireen, oh, how's he getting on? Has he done all his rounding? And she's like, yeah, he's been doing it for the last hour and a bit. And I was just like, an hour and a bit? He was doing really well. And then she said, do you think he was actually understanding it? And I was like, well, he was getting it right. (laughs) Yeah, fatal mistake there. And she's like, yeah, but I was watching and was asking him and he was basically just following the grid that you gave him and to go, right, here's a formula. But he wasn't actually comprehending what he was doing. So she spent some time actually teaching him and for him to understand what he was actually doing. And they were focusing on that, on the smaller numbers again. And then she said, then the Penny finally dropped for him. He understood it. And then he was able to really do the smaller numbers. And then he was able to move on to the bigger numbers and the hundreds, etc. But why am I telling you this, right? Because I honestly could have, and I probably would have just thought, perfect, he's done, tick, let's move on. But that actually wouldn't have been sustainable for him if he didn't have the foundations of understanding. So Yes, it might have looked simple because it was smaller numbers, but until he really cracked that, then that's where he should have been focusing on or where I should have been helping him focus on initially to go, let's get that done, let's nail it, let's understand it before moving on to the bigger numbers. So yes, I'm glad I'm not a primary school teacher and I can focus more on working with business owners because this is what I do all the time. I have so many business owners and over the years, especially when they're starting something new, even if it's a new business or a new venture or a new project. I've heard so many people 
want to jump so quickly or jump so big before they've even got the foundations or the basics sorted. A classic case is when somebody starts a new business and they say, I want to go straight into having a leveraged model so I don't have to turn up to do something. And that could be a membership group or an online course. Again, absolutely amazing business models, but they've actually not done the doing with clients. They've not really understood it. They've not got the results with their clients on a one-to-one or even a small group way, but they're thinking big and they want to go massive. But that's a recipe for disaster because if you can't even get the results right or the foundations or the principles right with small groups of people, then if you're trying to scale that up and you've not got it right, then mm-mm, you know that is just a recipe for disaster, as I say. And that's why going back to thinking small, that could be the thing that might be the element that helps you to move your business forward in a consistent way. And I'm a huge fan of 90-day goals because generally, from my experience, they allow you to think in a smaller way to go, what's manageable? How can I take action around that? Yes, I still help clients to see how does that 90-day goal fit with a maybe 12-month goal or beyond? Because remember, it does depend on your superpower and how you naturally think. Some of my clients can have the best vision about where they want to be in four or five years' time, and that's perfect. But then allowing them to go, okay, what does that look like in a 12-month period? Let's break that down to a shorter period, such as 90 days, then allows them to go, let's get focused, let me help them keep distractions to a minimum and get the results as well. And that's why my superpower from a wealth dynamics perspective is a trader profile. So I'm very grounded in that way, along with those business owners that are the accumulator profile or the deal maker profile, they tend to actually be more practical. They tend to be a bit more action focused and short term focused as well. And that's why if you ask someone like a fellow trader to talk about where do they see business being in the next five years, 10 years time, that could be really overwhelming because it's not the way that they naturally think. And they are very much more iterative, agile in that way. So what does this mean? Does that mean that I'm telling you not to think big? No, it honestly doesn't mean that you can't think big. You can still think in a big picture perspective because sometimes we can get in our way because we're so in the minutia of details. So sometimes by asking questions such as, well, why or so what or what if, that can allow you to get a bit more bigger picture, but you can still do that and have goals that aren't designed to change the complete universe if that's going to overwhelm you in terms of, right, how do I make that happen? Okay, so really... Don't be afraid to start small and then you can build up over time if that will work better for you. So reflect back in terms of when have you got the best traction and results in your business? Were you thinking big or what does that look like in terms of something that feels small enough or manageable enough for you to take those actions that then allow you to then go right one step in front of the other and allow all those small steps and actions to then compound together to create those big changes and those big results as well. So you don't have to, as I've kept saying in this podcast, you don't have to constantly be jumping from one extreme to the other. Small steps, if it's moving you out your comfort zone, 
that could be enough to allow you to create the results that you want in that bigger picture perspective on the long-term way. Does that make sense? So I'm not saying be complacent. I'm not saying push the boundaries in any way because you might be at that part of your business where lots of clients come to me because they have stagnated or they've said, right, okay, I've got this now. What's next? And for me, it's about helping them to step out. So to be a bit more bigger thinking, a bit more bolder, but not in a way that's going to not serve them or that's going to overwhelm them as well. So I want you to really do what works for you to help inspire you, to help motivate you, to help you take action and ultimately get results. If that means that thinking big for you works really well and you are consistently getting the results, then keep on doing that. But if you've noticed that actually thinking big or thinking that you have to think big is actually holding you back, then give yourself permission to think a bit smaller and take smaller actions. I promise you that can lead to even better results in the long term for you. And honestly, I would rather day in and day out work with clients who are actually focused on doing the doing rather than thinking big, having these grand ideas and these grand visions and coming up with the best plans, but actually have a little execution because what is the point in that way? So do yourself proud, focus, take action. And again, if what I've shared with you has resonated today, or if you think you are just getting in your own way in some way, then please do reach out to me. I do free virtual cuppas where me and you can jump on a video call or a telephone call if you'd prefer. We can understand where are you currently and what would be that next small step that could lead to ultimately bigger and consistent results for you going forward. So book in for a free virtual cuppa using the links below on this podcast in the show notes where you can find by scrolling down on your podcast app or by going to rapidtransformation.co.uk forward slash 103, because this has been episode 103. I look forward to having a conversation with you so we can take what we've talked about here from a conceptual point of view, and then importantly go, so what does that mean for you and your business? So have a fun week ahead, taking small steps to lead to big results, and I'll be back with you for the next episode the same time next week. Bye for now. If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.